morning, listeners. It is Tried and True, the morning after show, presented by Heineken 0.0. Slightly different format this week uh, as we work to get back into Audi Field after home games. And so we're coming to you the day after. Heads are a little sore. Voices are a little hoarse. <laughs> but DC United got another three points against Inter-Miami. And guys, you know, it was, it was a very different looking game from the last time we played Miami, or at least in terms of the score. But it's a big three points, and, and it felt good. How's everybody feeling this morning? I mean, I don't have any sore heads, so <laughs> you can speak for yourself in that one. But uh, definitely the voice, <laughs> a little scratchy, but um, it was so fun. It was, Audi Field was rocking. Um, the section was so much fun to be in. Um, it was so great having everyone there again. Um, and I feel like what a game to be home for again. Yeah, DC United started yeah, off. And oh, I, I, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I, I almost disagree with you, John. I think this game looked a lot like the last game as far as D.C. United being in control. Uh, the scoreline was probably a little bit closer than it should have been based on the, the game we were watching because D.C. United was the better team from end to end. Uh, I mean, having two players sent off certainly doesn't do Miami any favors. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we were well in control of the game before this uh, ejections happened. Yeah, I, I thought we started off early and often, and, and we'll get into some of the reasons why this, the score line wasn't any prettier. But, uh, man, DC United, uh, I, I felt dominated and should have made more of their chances. It was fun. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get in a little bit about some of those chances and, and where we could have potentially had uh, uh, more goals. But but your guys are absolutely right. I mean, in, in terms of dominating the game it absolutely felt like it and and we got a shout out early and often you know Andy Nahar out there again against Miami looked to be one of the best players on the field and if you didn't know much about DC United or about Inter-Miami and and you just knew that there was a lot of star power in the mix you could be forgiven for thinking that Andy Nahar was you know the big star out there uh, because he he made a couple of Miami players look silly again uh, and and you love to see what he's brought to this team this year. Yeah, that ridiculous nutmeg on Blaze Matuidi, who uh, he's had a lackluster MLS career, but what, two, three years ago, he was winning World Cups with France and, and, and starting for Juventus. So uh, there's no small feat to, to absolutely undress him in the middle of the field. And Andy definitely did that. Go ahead. So we're a little bit out of sorts this morning with, the, with being back on Zoom. I mean, we're waiting to see who's going to jump in next. Go ahead, Sam. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think um, it was great to see Donovan Pines back in the lineup, too. He, I think, did really, really well in the back, and he, he got forward a little bit, too. I loved seeing him. Um, it looked like he had so much confidence that he hadn't really missed a step. Yeah, he, he definitely – he's tried that before, and, and he tried it yesterday. I don't know if it exactly came off. Um, but, but yeah, you do love to see the confidence from him, uh, from Paredes, who I think is, guys, he might be too good for DC United. Uh, at least he's on that trajectory. Um, yeah, he did well. And then I, I think it's great to have Paul back. It, it's just so much fun right now. Everyone's, everyone's playing with confidence, and well, almost everyone should be playing with confidence. And it's been a lot of fun to watch the guys go out. Yeah, and I think – you know, obviously, I think we'd love to play Miami every week based on the way that we've played them recently. Uh, you know, they're a team that's struggling, but sometimes you've got to just take what the opponent gives you. you know, like you said, everybody looked comfortable. They looked like they knew what they were doing. 
they seem to all be bought in on the style of play that Lasada wants them to play. I'm sure that Lasada will tell us that they're not quite there yet, that they've got, you know, <laughs> a, a ways to go to improve. But um, when you get results like you got last night and what you got a couple weeks ago against Miami, that really can give you a uh, platform to build on through the rest of the season. I mean, right now we're in a playoff spot, which I take. Yeah. Yeah, we we yeah, we, you know, okay, we, we talked a lot about like the expectations for the year early in the season and and where it's been and I I think the the expectation is to beat teams like Miami and the team have gone out and done it and and somewhat convincingly uh at, at least at times and, and so all you can ask them to do is what we kind of expect them to do and and, and they've done that so can't be mad at least for me. Yeah, I, I want to go back real quick to what you, you guys have brought up, Donovan Pine's uh, performance. And, you know, first of all, this was the first game, I think, ever that the four of us got to sit slash stand together and then talk about the game afterwards. And we've, we've watched a lot of games together last year during COVID, but, you know, in person this year with, you know, distancing and bubbles for the first few games, I mean, it, it's 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 funny for me to think back on last night of like, we had this conversation already because we talked about it in the stands and we <laughs> talked a little bit about Donovan Pines last night. And I was fearful, you know, from, from watching DC United in the past of just how far up the pitch he was going. You know, there were times when all 10 DC United players aside from Bill Hamid were in the attacking half. Um, and, and that, that's, that's the side of all, right? That, that's the system we want to play. It still gives me a little bit of a lump in my chest sometimes of like, oh God, this is going to go poorly, but it didn't. And and Donovan Pines is really coming into his own. I think the confidence for him is there. Um, and it's just, it, it's so fascinating to watch this tall, lanky dude just <laughs> get down the field and make plays. Um, he's, he's something else. Yeah. And I, have we even talked about that, Bill? is like back like it was so good to see him <laughs> in the goal you know he came over um and everyone started chanting Bill Hamid and he kind of like pumped his fist like it was so good to see him um and I think we have that assurance you know Black says all the time that Bill is good for saving one or two clear goals a game um so that really lends itself to this system when you have the entire de defense up obviously you're hoping that they're getting back and stopping any shots before they happen um but if they do happen you know that you have Bill in the back, which was he really tested all that much? Yesterday? He had one big save yeah. in, the, in the first half. That uh, and there were some there was some attacking from Miami. They they weren't completely blown away. Yeah, they, but it it didn't feel like there were any moments that really made me nervous. Uh, com comparatively, when we used to <laughs> make Bill make twenty saves That's a game, true. yeah, yeah you're not right. not. <laughs> It's nothing compared to that. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. That's why I still have nightmares about us pushing forward <laughs> when Bill had to stand on his head for seasons. I'll tell you what, though. Bill was across the midline when uh, Ola was lining up to take the penalty. Oh, yeah. I think the official stats credited him with one save on the day. I believe it was the one where he uh, came out and shut down Breck Shea, which, you know, definitely had us word from him. And, mm -hmm. you know, if that ball goes in, maybe we're looking at a very different game. So, oh, yeah. Great to have him back out there and you know, love to see it. Yeah, but I mean, I think that says a lot to this style and the way the team has been able to successfully implement it. Is you know, last under the last coach, we sat back and just absorbed all these shots. Um, and in this system, I think everyone was really worried about having like a leaky 
back line and you know were they good enough are we going to be able to like maintain that high press but for bill to have only had to have made one save then i think it's working i i think it's working too and, and we kind of have it in our notes here uh, but I'll bring it up in the way Lasada talked early in the season about possession doesn't matter. I don't care about that stuff. But then I put on his Instagram story after the game and he's got the stats from the match pulled up again <laughs> with circles around possession and shots. And I was like, hmm. Uh, and there was positively only or, or, or something kind of quote there. So it is interesting. I, I think I, I'm sure that he wants to dominate. Maybe that's a little bit of he, he's experienced some bunkering in MLS, especially the Orlando game sticks out to me. And so, and he was very upset about that. He was very upset at the way the Orlando played uh, against us here in D.C. Uh, and so maybe he's saying, all right, if you want to bunker, then I will. I'll, I'll take 68% possession and, and, and we'll dominate the game that way. Yeah, I feel like that's a great transition into the um, <laughs> into the presser. I will say, as you're pulling it up, um, that if you don't follow Hernan Lasada on Instagram, it's a must follow because his stories are so funny. He's always posting about soccer. He's doing a little tour of the DMV. He's you know showing up everywhere. Um, so definitely worth a follow. Yeah. All right, and then I think now we're gonna throw it over to his press conference from last night. So we're gonna hear from Coach Hernan Lasada first. Hey, Coach, it's Zach. Congrats on the points. Hey, Zach. Thank you. Coach, would you like to start with some thoughts? Yes, yes, sure. Um, well, first of all, the obvious remark, I'm very happy with the points here at home with our first time with full capacity. And once again, with the way we, we take the points and we keep the points at home, I mean, I think the three points are more than deserved based on all the chances we create. Uh, once again, after six, seven minutes, and please to all the journalists here present in this press conference, correct me if I'm wrong, but we should be 2-0 two, two nil, two nil after six, seven minutes. And uh, when you start missing your chances, it comes a kind of a deja vu. And as long as the game is 0-0 uh, and you are investing and uh, wasting so much energy on pressing high and all those opportunities that you're creating, then of course the opponent also have uh, quality players. And at the end of the first half, uh, we needed a, a good deal of me to, to have, in my eyes, the only big opportunity that Inter Miami had in, in this game. And, and after that, in the second half, well, we, we tried to force things, putting a second forward, um, bringing speed up front to number nines start to open up the field with Kevin and, and, and with Julian and try to, to start playing crosses in the box, uh, pushing forward and finally you score uh, on a good cross on the second post and uh, handball and, and, and the penalty. And after that, the game was, was just over. Um, I still wanted to go for the second and the third goal, but due to the circumstances, the weather and knowing that on Wednesday you have a, another game, uh, was better to to save some energy, and again, a, a more than deserved victory in front of our fans, and uh, very pleased and happy with the effort that all the players did tonight. Great, thank you, Coach. We'll go to Steve Goff first. Steve, go ahead. Hi, Hernan. What um, describe your level of faith and belief in Ola after uh, he had many chances in the first half, and then to see him step up. For the penalty 
100%. I have 100% trust in all my players, uh, in all 26 players that I have. Uh, I believe in them. I support them in good and bad moments. And I was talking with Ola. I know Ola is disappointed with the chances he, he missed today. But still, in that difficult moment, he wants to take the ball and he shoot it with, with full of confidence. So at the end, he's, he's, the, um, he's called the winning goal. Uh, but he needs to know and he knows that again, we don't gonna have so many scoring chances every single game, and to win twice in a row against an Inter Miami full of names and and a budget that is a lot bigger than than the budget that we have, uh, twice keeping the the clean sheet in our goal, is fantastic. So all that keeps on growing, uh, but knowing that he needs to be a lot more efficient in front of goal because. Uh, in the future, it's gonna it's gonna cost us a lot of energy and a lot of trouble if we don't put the ball in the back of the net. What about Jason Anderson? Hi, Arnon. Uh, congratulations on the win. Uh, as you said, the start of the game, you were really all over Miami. Um, but after a while, they started to maybe slow the tempo down uh, and play. It seemed like they were playing over top of the press quite a bit. Uh, how do you feel like the team dealt with that? How did you adjust to them kind of dragging the tempo down a little bit? Well, that was part of their plan. Uh, we knew they they were not going to build up from behind, not even once after their experience three weeks ago, uh, that the goalkeeper was was making time and using that goalkeep moment to, to cool down the game. We knew all those things. We trained the whole week. Um, finding ways to create chances against two lines of four. So we knew that kind of system they will implement it uh, tonight. And by moments, I think a working point is, of course, to be a little bit more patient, to let the ball do the work, to move the opponent from side to side. And in a certain moment, the spaces will come. So uh, we had a few moments during the game where we were impatient and we made mistakes and we started to run with the ball and we didn't use the wingbacks to to use maximum width of the field on the second half was a little bit better. Uh, but again, uh, I can't complain with the amount of chances you, you create against a good team. And more and more opponents start to, to respect us. They're coming here to all the field knowing that this United is a tough opponent and we're going to keep growing. Uh, and the players earn it that respect after only nine games. We'll go to Sarah. Sarah, go ahead. Hey, good evening, Coach. Thank you for taking the time and congratulations on the win. Absolutely incredible to watch. It was a bit of deja vu watching DC United take down Inter Miami at home. This is our last win before the pandemic. And I was wondering, what did the fans add to the experience tonight? And also, what do you hope that fans who it was their first experience watching your DC United, your DC United that you're coaching, what do you hope they take away? I hope they like it. I hope they they saw enough uh, energy and entertainment. Uh, we need the fans. Every organization needs the fans. But I kind of feel that our fans are really special. They were supporting us and pushing us uh, when we were looking for that opening goal. Um, and due to so many fans, now I have uh, uh, pain in my throat. Uh, so that's 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 a positive thing. I love to play with fans. The players love to play out with our fans, and uh, we hope we can keep on giving uh, good memories and good moments, so they can co keep on coming to out the field and support us in in good and bad moments because we really need them. 
We'll do one more question. We'll go to Mario Amaya. Mario. Hola, Hernán. Ah, en, en los últimos dos partidos contra el Inter Miami has mantenido tu, han mantenido la valla en cero. ¿Cómo han hecho para neutralizar el ataque del Inter Miami en esos dos partidos? Bueno, creo que nuestra manera de neutralizar cualquier equipo es atacando, presionando alto, manteniendo las líneas bien compactas, presionando sobre las bandas y haciendo grandes esfuerzos. Los jugadores terminan exhaustos luego de cada partido, lo dan todo, juegan al 100% y esa va a ser nuestra manera de jugar en casa y de visitante. Así que esperemos seguir por esta línea y por supuesto muy contento con mantener la valla en vista. Eh, creo que nuestros arqueros tienen muy poco trabajo, pero en muy pocas ocasiones tienen que decir presente, como hoy Vilamit lo ha hecho. Así que no solo contento por los tres puntos, también contento por la valla en vista y esperemos seguir manteniendo esta efectividad en nuestro propio arco, pero también a poder aumentar la efectividad en el campo rival. Coach, thank you very much. Thank you, Zach. All right, so that was uh, head coach Hernan Lasada and his post-game interview. Um, we're back. We lost John. <laughs> I, I, just like Inter Miami, we had us sending off. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, unlike Miami, we can get him back on the field. Um, um, so I'll, I'll throw it to Black first. Is there anything in that um, in Hernan's comments that stood out to you? So, you know, I think this is something he said several times, and it's something that uh, he mentioned again in the pregame press conference. Hernan doesn't just want to play good soccer and, and win games. Like, obviously, that's a, a advantage of uh, playing well. He is very interested in putting out an entertaining product. He wants fans to enjoy being in the stadium, enjoy watching the team. He thinks that's the way that you, uh, you know, continue to build loyalty and uh, getting results you know, will, will flow from that. Uh, and I think you really saw it you know, last night. I think before the game, we were saying, we don't really have any complaints. It was it was fun to watch. It was nice seeing uh, a DC United team that wants to go forward, wants to create, uh, is playing attacking, exciting soccer. Uh, you know, Sam, you've been all in on Lasada from uh, the get go, and I think we're starting to see uh, hints that that might be a a positive thing moving forward. I love it. Yeah, and I think you're completely right, Black. And part of it, um, part of what makes it so fun is. Obviously, there's this set system, and that in and of itself is a system that leads to entertainment. But within the system, there's so much opportunity for players to be individually creative. And you see that, and that's part of the reason I'm on this Kevin hype train, right, is he's so much fun to watch because he has these creative mo moments. And I think Moses is this, the same way that he is allowed to have the ball on his foot for a little bit and kind of look for that really – that special spark, right? It's not always the easiest pass. Um, and it's, it's just so fun to watch. And you're right, as the players get more and more comfortable, I think we're going to see more and more of it. Yeah, it, this is our first time. We're watching it live with you. So our reactions are, are, are you know, just, just as fresh and, and just <laughs> off the cuff as, as you guys is uh, in the chat. But uh, it's weird that it, we basically just had the same conversation. <laughs> I feel like he hit on every hit on Bill's big save too. in the first half. <laughs> Uh, on Ola's missed chances and how that could come back to bite us. It, it was a lot of what we just talked about, and it's reassuring. Or I don't know. I'm glad that he's seeing the same things that we're seeing because sometimes you can be too close to the sideline, right? But he seems to have a good grasp on on, on what needs to improve. There was a lot of improved for in there for a team that's on a winning streak now. Uh, 
Yeah. I, I'm excited. Up next, we have Bill Hamid. Uh, if you guys are ready, I'm ready to throw it to him now. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Go for it. We'll talk after. All right. Let's rock and roll. We'll go to Steve Goff first. Steve, go ahead, man. Hey, Bill. Thanks for your time. Um, how would you uh, how would you describe how this team is coming together collectively and, and especially on the defensive end, um, registering a, another clean sheet? Uh, collectively, we're 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 on we are on the right track. Um, obviously, two consecutive wins is a are good results. Um, you know, even the losses, the style of play, you could see was coming together. So, um, you know, thankfully now it's starting to translate over into results. Knock on wood, and we can keep this thing going because you know. Uh, for every team in MLS, it is about to be a very, very busy period. We'll go to Jason Anderson. Hi, Bill. Uh, congrats on the win and the shutout. Um, I kind of wanted to go off the field with my question tonight, uh, being a big night with uh, the Juneteenth uh, letter sets on the, the kits, as well as the activities around the stadium. Um, with your, act, you know, your, your activism with Black Players for Change, I was curious your thoughts on those those ideas, the things that were done today by the team and the league, as well as what might be to come uh, down the road as well. Yeah, I'm proud of Major League Soccer today and always, but especially today, I'm proud of Black players for change always, but especially today. Um, and I'm proud of our president for uh, making it, uh, making it a, a national holiday, a federal holiday. So um, I think the, the way that we put this together was spot on. Um, I'm glad that the league was able to highlight this special day for so many people uh, with, the, with the way that they set up the jerseys, the way that they styled the jerseys and uh, for what they're going to do with the jerseys and the boxes that they had in our, set up in our locker room. So hopefully we can uh, uh, have some great auctions with that and, and that money will go to some very nice causes where we can make some change in the inner cities or whatever way the group, the Black Players for Change uh, deemed fit. So um, I'm proud today to be a Major League Soccer player for the league to stand up. And, uh, and I'm proud to be an American um, because Joe Biden, our president, stood for something and, and uh, made it a federal holiday. We'll go to Jose Umania. Jose. Bill, uh, congrats on the result. Um, Hernan was just saying how much the press really confused Miami in these two matches. But from your end, on your side, what did the defense do right to limit their chances on goal? Um, I think that as a team, we have a game plan as to how we're going to move together, whether it's front, whether it's left, whether it's right, whether it's we're moving backwards. But we don't always we we never really want to move backwards. We always we always are trying to move forward as a whole unit. So I think just our style of play is, is what is kind of giving teams a little bit of problems to try to break us down. It's not only Miami. Uh, Orlando didn't really create that many chances against us. Philadelphia didn't create that many chances against us. And those are two big teams in the East. Um, so I think that just our style of play is going to be very difficult for opposing teams to break down, especially when we're on it. 
Um, it's not to say that other teams may have opportunities today. Miami had an opportunity where they found uh, a player in behind, and uh, that's when your goalkeeper has to uh, be there to uh, make a save for your team. And thankfully, uh, I was. So, um, But it is clear for us that the way we're going to move, the way we're going to press, and the way we're going to defend is going to be difficult for a lot of teams to break us down. So as long as we keep that, keep that shape, keep that frame, and work together, the partnerships that are the positions that are next to each other on the field, those partnerships, they have to work to, with each other. So we don't give them too much space, give opposing teams too much space to break us down. Bill, that's it, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. See you guys. That was DC United's own homegrown starting keeper, special spot in our hearts, Ben, uh, Bill Hamid. Sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> and then I fumbled right at the touchline. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, something I just really wanted, uh, quickly wanted to highlight, and I'm glad that Jason asked the question, was that um, yesterday was Juneteenth. DC United <laughs> did a lot to celebrate it, um, and I wanted to shout out the supporters as well. Um, the Screaming Eagles, the District Ultras, Rose Room Collective, and 202 Unique, um, who came together and uh, put up a TIFO, put up a Juneteenth TIFO. It was um, working with the Independent Supporters Council, who worked with Black Players for Change, um, so it's something that uh, you hopefully saw across the country if you looked at other games. But just wanted to give those groups a shout for coming together, working together, um, and supporting a really good cause. But what else stood out to you about Bill's comments? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the one thing that I really liked hearing say is, you know, the team as a whole, they work together and they, they move left together, they move right together, but they don't want to move backwards. And and I think that that's, that's probably true both on the field and, and kind of where they want to go this season. And hearing that you know what i wanted to ask you guys is do we think we're at a point where we can sufficiently say dc united have kind of rounded the corner on lasada ball and we're now it doesn't mean we're playing 100 percent. it doesn't mean we're we're doing everything the way we want to we've played a couple bad teams in a row here but do we think the team now understands and are of the collective mindset of here's how we're going to play versus at the beginning of the season, there were still those tendencies to kind of fall back into the old ways of doing things. I'd, I'd like to see it more than Miami to be able to say that we're rounding the corner. I definitely think the team is getting more comfortable with it. I think, you know, we're seeing that they can put it in place for longer and longer periods. Uh, I'm definitely not saying I'm not sold, but I'm, happy to take more evidence that we are uh, getting to the place where they want to be because uh, I and I, you get hints of it from Lasada uh, that they're not quite there still but uh, jury's still out for me I, I think that's the the measured approach here I I, I, I agree with that like Bill mentioned we, we did play well against some really good teams in the east Orlando and Philly are, will be up they're going to be playoff teams for sure. Um, and, and we played with them well. We didn't win either of those games because we are still on this journey uh, of changing styles. So I, I think it's coming. And maybe these past two wins against, yes, a, a little bit weaker Miami team uh, are, are the building blocks that get us there that, so that we can beat the Orlandos and Phillies and LAFC's Seattles that we're going to have to if we actually want to make a, a, a big run here. Yeah, I think it's it's all about momentum really for any team right getting these wins even if they weren't against the toughest competition it is easier to move forward and to continue getting wins on top of that versus saying if you know it was a tougher opponent saying oh we played really well it didn't come off you know I'm, I'm thinking like against Columbus 
Um, I don't necessarily think we played well that game. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> John, to answer your question, I do think we're seeing it come together a little bit more. Like Black said, we're seeing those Benny Ball tendencies fewer and fewer in games. Um, and I think that this international break probably really helped um, international break and then getting some of those key players who were out due to injuries back. I think it's all kind of coming together at the right time. And you're right. I'm excited to see it happen in future games against tougher opponents. Yeah, I don't think we've heard the word fitness in a couple of weeks because <laughs> uh, we were on break. But I mean, just hitting me now. I mean, it was humid and warm last night. Yeah. and nobody really looked winded i mean they looked comfortable they looked like they were you know subs were made at the right times players were obviously exhausted at the end of the game but earlier this season fitness was the word and and at least to me from that part of lasada ball i think we're we're starting to get there which is the foundation of, of everything he wants to do and you know speaking of fitness so we have to talk about gonzalo Iguain missing the game for fitness reasons uh particularly after his quote that came out this week uh what was it that he uh, expected to show up and be able to play with a cigarette in his mouth and then to, to miss his next game because of fitness? Uh, <laughs> I think I think DC United officials reached out and reminded him that Audi Field is a non-smoking venue. <laughs> trip. That was a good one, John. <laughs> I have my moments. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, that sucked. I thought we were kind of beyond that as a league because every big-name player who comes over here says – oh, yeah, this is actually a pretty difficult league to play in. You know, lots of travel. The weather's all over the place. Like, I really thought we were past individuals thinking that they were above that. Yeah. His brother plays in the league. What what was he thinking with that comment? Like, what is (laughs) – But that was the second part of his quote was that he's learned now that that's not true and that he's been struggling because of that. Yeah. Yes, it, it takes a lot of fitness and struggle and work effort. Uh, DC United person who embodies those ideals is Paul Ariola, and that's who we have up next. What a transition. Hey, Paul, it's Zach. Congrats on the three, three points, man. Zach, thank you. Appreciate that. Awesome. All right, we'll go ahead and get started. We'll go to Steve Goff. Steve. Hey, Paul, thanks for your time. Um, what uh, you, The team created a lot of uh, great chances in the first half and, and throughout the game. Um, what was the level of frustration or how much patience did it take to uh, keep at it and, and, and not lose your, lose your way before scoring? Yeah, I think obviously it's good that, that we're creating clear, clear chances. Um, and yeah, I think obviously, I, th- I think overall, I think we'd all agree that it just, there was, there was a few things that were just a little bit off today. Um, and, and obviously that's just kind of how sports go and, and, you know, any game can, can kind of be like that, but I was really proud of the team and the way that everybody kind of stuck together and, and, and stayed at it. Um, you know, because I think it's, it's easy to, to fall and, and to kind of accept, um, that it, that it feels like it's not your day, uh, and the ball's not going to go in the back of the net. And obviously in the end, um, you know, we get a, a couple calls and, and then we're able to, uh, put one away. And um, obviously ends up with the three points. And that's kind of the most important thing and the one thing that we'll take away from, from this game. We'll go to Jason Anderson. Jason. Hi, Paul. Congrats. Uh, thanks for speaking with us. Uh, I asked this of Hernan. It seemed like um, Miami really wanted to slow the game down. He said that you guys prepared all week for attacking two banks of four. Um, how do you think you did as a group dealing with that aspect of the game, the fact that they – 
didn't just sit deep, but also really wanted to slow things down. And you guys obviously want to speed things up so much. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously I think we could have done better. Um, I think there's always room for improvement, but, um, you know, they did well. I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you on the right side for, for the majority of the game, it was, it was tough to kind of, um, you know, break through with Andy, myself and, and Julian, um, you know, I, I, again, I think there was kind of something that just seemed a little bit off and, and we weren't really able, we weren't able to grasp what it was in the moment, um, at least from my perspective. Um, but again, you know, we, we created good chances from crossing, um, you know, which, which was great. Obviously, I think if, if um, you know, a couple of our, our shots go in earlier, our chances go in earlier in the game, it's a completely different game. Um, you know, but, but again, it, you know, it just kind of is about sticking with it and, and keep pushing. Um, and in the end, all that pushing ends up into a penalty kick. Okay, that's fine. Um, but ultimately, you know, it, it's, it's good to kind of keep this momentum and, and kind of keep this um, rhythm of, of winning, you know, creating this type of culture of, of constantly winning and, and especially at home. Paul, one more question. How did it feel seeing your name back with the national team for the Gold Cup preliminary roster? And not just yours, but the other four guys as well at the club. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, obviously, anytime you get a chance to go with the national team, it, it's a privilege. Um, you know, I'm really excited for the other guys just to be on the roster. I think that's great. Um, you know, Bill, who, who's been there before, but Donovan and Kevin and Moses having the opportunity knowing uh, that Greg is, is watching carefully and watching, uh, you know, what you're doing. And, and it kind of shows the young guys how important it is um, to know that, you know, what you're doing at your club is, is you know, you're being looked and you're being watched. Um, you know, from, from the national team coach. So I think that's, that's great. Um, and I think all those guys have, have, have amazing potential. And I think they continue to play the way that they are. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll get some chances and, and hopefully they come sooner than later. But for myself, you know, it's good. Um, it's exciting. Obviously, I just kind of focus on, uh, you know, one game at a time right now. And, and if, you know, I'm able to, to be on the final roster, um, I'll be extremely happy with that. Uh, and going to, to win the tournament. But as of right now, I think it's all for me, uh, you know, DC United and staying fit and, and obviously trying to help the team win uh, game after game. Paul, that's it, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That was uh, Paul Ariola and, and shouts to Zach for really swerving in with that uh, USMNT question. Um, love it. So happy for all those guys. Um, but just generally, what did y'all think about Paul's answers? Yeah, I think the one thing that stuck out to me the most, Sam, was he he said uh, Julian, Andy, and me, you know, working together, and you know that's something that specifically him and Julian we've talked a lot about over the past year or so of like we can't wait to get these guys both out there together, both healthy, um, and you add in Nahar and how well he's been playing, and it's it's been fun to watch, and I'm glad to see that that's something that the players specifically are, are thinking about and working to build that chemistry because. You know, Nahar keeps playing the way he's playing. All right, John, I'm going to interrupt you oh, for good. a second because we're getting a call. Um, yep. Hey, you're on with Tried and True. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Hey, guys. It's uh, Jake here calling from uh, G1G Unique. How are you guys doing today? Good. Um, we're So we're super excited to talk to Jake today. Um I'll, I'll let you just jump right in um, with 202 Unique, um, the, the newest supporters group. Go ahead and break that down for our listeners. Sure. So, uh, 202 Unique is uh, your local LGBTQ plus supporters group. Uh, we created the group mostly because we wanted to have a voice in the section. Um, not that, not that there was necessarily 
film will only need more or less, but we felt that, you know, due to a couple of incidents that the LGBTQ needed to have their own crew, their own safe location to go to. And we took a page from Rose Room, so a bunch of us kind of got together. And uh, we launched last night, as you saw, and all the flags in the section, and it was great, and we're just really happy to be here. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, I gave y'all, I guess, a little teaser shout earlier in the show um, for really coming together and uh, being a big part of that TIFA that went up yesterday. Um, so we're excited to welcome you into the supporter section. Um, I'll ask you also just kind of what you generally thought about the game. You know, we worked really hard to get that TIFA up, and then we got to sit back and relax and watch three points. So uh, what would you think of the game last night? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, personally, I was at the game in Miami. We brought the prize flags down to Miami with us. Um, so that was a fun game to attend. I, I thought the 1-0 scoreline was not necessarily accurate of how the game went. I thought we definitely played much better than the scoreline read. Um, I think we had a lot of chances. There was a hit post early in the game, a couple of missed headers that kind of skied over the bar. <laughs> Uh, but all in all, I think the result was appropriate for how the team played. So I think that it was fun. Um, I thought the energy in the stadium was insane, you know, first game back at full capacity. Uh, I also thought that um, it was really cool to see not just the Chico stand going, but also the whole stadium involved. So it was a really fun time. Awesome. Um, I'll ask you, too, um, you mentioned being in Miami, and I know you travel to a bunch of away games, and we're, we're a group that loves to travel as well. Um, so what, what's one of your favorite away days to travel to? Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot here. So uh, I'm biased. I'm from Philadelphia originally, so every time we go to Philly, I always have fun because I get to go home. Mm -hmm. um, so, But outside of that, I mean, Portland's always a fun road trip. Um, anytime we beat Red Bulls in their stadium, it's a good time. Yep. So that's always, always fun. But, I mean, for me, I think uh, just my favorite road trip thus far has to be the uh, Columbus, the Columbus game when the stadium got uh, went on fire, that was, that was pretty cool. And I am gonna miss their stadium. Uh, hopefully, a once in a lifetime experience there. Yeah. Uh, Jake, as someone who's both at the away and home Miami games, was there a noticeable difference in how the team played, or was the difference only how many times the team put the ball in the net? Um, you know, I think. I think that the team, in terms of how they played, like I, I think it, it looked very much similar. I thought so. You gotta understand, right? We've we watched Ben Olsen style soccer for <laughs> oh, you know, no. thirteen, ten. I've lost track of how many years. This is a complete, you know, change from that, right? So this team is for first and foremost fun to watch now, <laughs> even when they're not scoring. Even when they're not scoring, they're they're fun and entertaining, which is what you want at the very least. Um, I thought they've gotten better each game. And I think that they played just as aggressively as they did in Miami. I just think that they didn't finish as much. And had it not been for a couple weird bounces, it probably would have been a two or three nothing win. Yeah. yeah. Take your spot on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we don't want to take up too much of your time, um, but I do want to take it back uh, to 202 Unique for just a minute. Um, and I was wondering kind of what you have envisioned uh, for your group. You know, are you envisioning tailgates and road trips or are you focusing um on the experience in the stands right now um wh where do you hope to take this group sure so we have a couple of different things um so you know the first thing we got asked right off the bat was is it just going to be lgbtq members or allies so it's open to everybody allies and lgbtq members we're going to have different levels of you know who can join and where so there's that but one of the biggest things we want to make sure we make clear to everybody is that we're not just 
you know, an in the stands on game day group and then we're done. We are focusing on LGBTQ outreach and pushing the team to be involved in LGBTQ community activism. And, you know, we've told the team that we're going to be on them and that we expect them to do more than just one pride game a year in terms of that being their outreach. We expect them to go out near the community and do a year long program of actually doing outreach. Uh, one of the biggest things we're mm-hmm. currently working with them on is doing outreach with LGBTQ youth and getting them involved in soccer. Um, and we're pushing them to start programs for that. So that's one thing we're working on. Obviously, you know, we want to make the section more welcoming as well. Uh, but the big thing for us right now is making the section welcome, doing LGBTQ volunteerism and activism and outreach, and then also just giving um, a safe place for uh, LGBTQ members to come and enjoy the beautiful game. Well, that sounds great. Looking forward to it. Um uh, John and Black are also here, but because of the way our technology works, you wouldn't be able to hear when they're talking. <laughs> so I just wanted to be clear. That's why they've been super silent, but they've been uh, sending questions. Some of the questions Joshua and asked were from them. And I say that to say that uh, you definitely have allies in us. Uh, thanks so much for calling in and talking with the group um, about uh, the new exciting things that you're doing. And again, we look forward to, to seeing what happens and let us know however we can support you. Yeah. Do you have uh, any socials or how can people find you? Yeah, so we're at 202unique on Twitter. We have an Instagram. We haven't launched it yet. Um, you know, it, it's funny because we weren't planning to launch yesterday. It just so happened that one of the spirit players came out as trans, and then we were like, okay, we need to we need to be on this and really support this. So it was like we're going to go now. Uh, the plan was to wait a week and do it next week, but everybody was like, we want to go today, we want to go today. So Twitter is up. Uh, we'll have a website soon. You can check us out, but Twitter is our most way of outreach, and uh, that's what we'll be. And I just want to say real quick to you guys, you guys do a great show, and uh, you know, thank you so much for having me, and uh, love you guys. You guys are great. Aw, thanks, Jake. Right back at you. It was so fun hanging out with you tomorrow, and uh, looking forward to many more home games to come. Thanks for calling in. Uh, all right, have a good day, guys. You, you too. too. Bye. Cheers, Jake. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, Sam, it's the classic uh, – Classic. The way that our technology is set up, you know, <laughs> can't quite connect all. Of them yeah, so, I realized yeah, like not being able to talk to Jake, but that was great to hear. Uh, yeah, super great. Um, he's great. Yeah, I loved hanging out with him at the tailgate yesterday, and as I said, looking forward to to seeing what happens with two hundred two. Um, and also, you know, traveling with him again, right? <laughs> he travels all the time. You mentioned going down to yeah, Miami. We've we got. Can do now. I know, right? <laughs> We've got some trips planned up, so you know, I'm just looking forward to when those big kind of travel parties happen again. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. And guys, I'll tell you the section, uh, we talked a little bit about it earlier. It, it was, it was very loud. Yesterday. <laughs> it definitely having a full, a full house was good. And um, Sam, you talked a little bit about the, the Juneteenth Tifa, but there was also a, a pride Tifo that went up yesterday as well, um, which looked great on, on TV from the pictures I saw. As you reminded me, I was in the pupusa line when it happened. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see that that, that went off. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's super exciting. Um, there's there's an annual United Night Out. Um, that's really the the center pride event that um, DC United does um, with one of the supporters. Um, we'll probably have to have him on around <laughs> that show. Um, he's been doing it for years. Um, so, you know, that's I think there's 
talks about there being like a pride specific TIFO. Obviously, yesterday was Juneteenth. Um, but then with just some of the incidences that have been happening around, um, again, all the supporters came together and felt that that was an important message that needed to be shared. Um, but yeah, there were the, the rainbow banners as well. And I thought it looked really good. I'm just happy it went up. <laughs> I do not have a lot of TIFO experience. So I appreciate everyone coming together and helping me with that one. No, it was it was awesome to get to get it up. Everyone was like, "All right, hold on, what are we actually raising?" And I was like, "Oh, that's reasonable." Showed them the picture, and everyone was about it. Everyone, everyone was more than willing to help out. And yeah, I think that the, the total display looked really great. I'm, I'm glad we all got together and were able to do something. Yeah. Um, so I'm hearing that we. Um, yeah. It's important partnership and. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, John. <laughs> I was just gonna say this. It, an important partnership, uh, you know, amongst the supporters groups and, and speaking of partnerships, we're excited to partner with Manscaped for this episode, who is the best in metal waste grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. <laughs> Join over 2 million men and women worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, our loyal listeners, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code tried and true. That's T R I E D A N D T R U E at manscaped.com guys. Yeah. We had the chance to try out the 4.0. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I was impressed once I, uh, you know, actually got the little guard to go on properly. It worked very well. Uh, and, and it's something I didn't know that I needed. And, uh, and, and now I know I need it. <laughs> the guard is important. Uh, <laughs> important to make sure you're being safe down there. But uh, it, it does what it, it does what we need to do. And I uh, couldn't be happier with uh, our lawnmowers. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, the battery lasts forever. I haven't charged mine, I think, since we got it. It's just <laughs> kind of sitting in the shower. Um, it lasts forever. We had a friend over last night, and she picked it up. She's like, this is so cool. Like, the light's <laughs> awesome. So, I mean, she didn't try it, but she was impressed just looking at it. So, <laughs> and I was like, can't vouch. Use code tried and true for 20% off and free shipping. Um I mean, again, the boxers, so soft. Cannot recommend. If you're already ordering the 4.0, <laughs> also get the boxers. They're amazing. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but we love partnering with uh, Manscaped. Oh, I think so. it's it. Thanks to Manscaped yeah, thank for, for helping. Uh... Awesome. Um, so our call-in line is open now um, for, for at least a little while while the technology <laughs> cooperates with us. Um, John, you want to drop that number that I have to memorize? Absolutely. It's uh, 540-986-4833. That's 540-9-UNITED, and you can join the show. And let us know your thoughts on, on the game. And, and shifting back to before we talked about Jake, we were talking a little bit about, you know, Paul's comments. And I I had mentioned, you know, his partnership brewing and flourishing um, with Gressel and with Andy Nahar, I think is going to take this team to, to some exciting new heights. And when you shift to the other side of the field, you know, you've got young Kevin Paredes out there. He's kicking butt. Um, it, the attack, the pieces are there except for finishing. You know, we talked a little bit about Ola Kamara. Sigoff asked, you know, very pointed question uh, of, of Coach Lasada, who, who says he believes in, in Ola, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know what needs to happen up top other than, you know, trying out some new personnel in the transfer window, or it could be a, a matter of he's just got to get hot. He's got to get the confidence back. And I don't know, 
does a PK do that for a striker? Does that unlock some some level of confidence, or or what needs to happen for a lot? I think it's better that he made it versus if he <laughs> oh, missed man. it, right? Where would <laughs> like, he be? If that he had... would have been horrendous. Um, I don't know. I I don't scoring in the run of play that feels like the more important thing, right? So again, obviously, if he had missed that PK, it'd be a different conversation. But he really just needs to put one in the back of the net. He had so many opportunities, um, and, and you just need to see more from him and. It's it's great that Hernan has that confidence in him and that he's putting his faith in him. But, I mean, at a certain point, you do kind of got to move on. And wasn't there a quote that said that they weren't necessarily looking at anyone in the transfer window? Didn't Lucy say that? <sighs> they were just tempering of expectations. Well, okay. uh, one, because DC United's roster is full. We would have to move someone, Yuval Assad, uh, and then <laughs> find some money and... And bring in someone else, but yeah, DC United has a bunch of strikers on the roster now, and there's probably not a budget for one in the future. It it's gonna be Ola or Roberta or man, I don't know. Maybe we should try Yamil. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> somebody needs to come through. Yeah, and it was kind of interesting hearing everyone mention the missed chances, uh, and that's gonna weigh on Ola a decent amount. Hernan said. Ola knows what he knows. He knows that he has to be better there. And and he's he's, he's been capable of it before. Uh, we haven't seen it too much for the black and red, but uh, hopefully we do or, or, or something's going to have to change there. Yeah, I mean, I'm hesitant to drag Ola too much because we you know, have certainly talked about his shortcomings before, and he did have an excellent game the last time he played Miami. Uh, it was very clear last night that it was not his night as far as finishing and the entire team has talked about the need to put the ball in the back of the net and really be clinical in the final third uh some of the instances we saw yesterday you know hitting him in the chest about something like three yards away from the goal and not being able to put it on uh a header where he had a lot more time than he thought he did and you know didn't end up putting it in uh but both of those instances you know the ball bounced around and another player had a shot too so i'm not necessarily going to put it all on Ola except to say that you know if you're the starting striker for a team and you get three very very clear chances uh, you know the one where he uh, was offside but tried to chip the keeper and didn't really get that close as well it comes to mind uh, again if you're the, the starting striker for the team if you're the guy who we're looking for two for goals and the only one that you managed to convert is from the spot uh you've got to find ways to get all around that. And we thought that we were seeing him turn the corner uh, last game. You know, he sounded confident in the discussions this week during the press conferences. Uh, Y'all right that, you know, Masada didn't uh, let on about making any moves aside from the normal uh, scouting around, but they've got to find ways to be, to finish those goals. Cause if Olaf finishes two or three of those and we're looking at a, a three Oh four victory, uh, no one has complaints about Olaf's finishing then. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, to take another step back, uh, he's tied seventh in the league for goals scored. Uh, so not too far off the golden boot. Only three goals off the off the leaders. Chicharito. He's on pace for twenty. He look, guys. That's, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times. That's I where I'll have to do up the numbers. <laughs> I'll, I'll have them ready for next show. But he he's not at the ballpark for twenty. <laughs> it would be a lot if if he scored the chances he has. And I think that's why we're all frustrated, right? Uh, because, not because. He's not gone missing. He he scored as many goals as he did last year already this year. Um, 
<laughs> so he, he's been a bit more apparent. But, yeah, he, he's had so many more chances that he should have scored. Uh, and maybe that's where some of the frustration comes from. Yeah, I, I think one, you know, thing that maybe we can hold on to if we don't have the budget for another striker um, and Kamara kind of stays on form um, is this is a system that really relies on goals coming from not just your striker because the entire team is pushed so high up the field. You have so many people in the box that it, it's not necessarily going to Kamara every time, right? It's going to another player who's getting that shot off. And again, there were several players who missed several shots last night. So shooting practice is probably on the docket for tomorrow, right? But um you know, at least we can rely um, on some of our, our midfielders to maybe get in some type of scoring form. Um, this isn't Benny Ball where we're just lobbing it over the top and hoping that our forward outruns the entire defense and puts a shot on goal. Yeah, chance creation is there. I, I think the goals will come. I hope they come quicker than <laughs> we all fear. Um Speaking of which, uh, we got to award a man of the match. The team last night gave it to one Andy Nahar. Um, I agree with them. I think that's the right call. I think Andy had a great game, um, doing a lot of the little things, really getting the crowd into it with, with some of the moves he was making out there, uh, laying off some great passes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to concur with the team and, and give my man of the match to Andy Nahar. Let's go to Sam. Oh, I wanted to go last. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give it to Pines. I screamed, yes, Donnie, so many times yesterday. Um, I think he – I said it before. He, he played a really good game. Um, he looked really confident out there after, you know, coming off a stint, not being on the team um, due to injury. And, you know, he's probably feeling himself a little bit after being on that preliminary Gold Cup roster, right? Now's the time to shine. Um, so well-deserved from Donovan Pines for me. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, uh, I I'm also going to agree with the team. I think Andy Nahar uh, has been fantastic, and and anyone who listened to the show earlier or saw my tweets, I, w- I was super concerned with Andy Nahar's injury history, and he hadn't played more than seven games in a season for like the past seven seasons, that, and that's that's a lot. And but he seems to be able to fit. Uh, into this team and, and he's done well and, and we haven't super relied on him but we did last night and he came through in, in great ways we talked about the, the nutmeg and the, and the dribbles up the field uh, I'm going to give an honorable mention to Bill Hamid because uh, home game back he he made a huge save in the first half and we talked about it it might have been another Orlando City game where they get a goal real quick and then they bunker, and then we don't get the points uh, at all. Uh, so so Bill deserves a shot there, but Andy Nahar is my man of the match. You know, I would have loved to have been in a position to give Ola the man of the match again. You know, if you had that, that hat trick, uh, <laughs> it, it would have been easy. Uh, I agree with you all. I think that Andy Nahar had a great game. He was really the guy animating. Uh, you know, it, hopefully this is a, a breakthrough for him. Um, you know, we can talk more about you know, roster setup and you know where we're seeing things moving forward. But I was happy to see you know how we were set up yesterday. You know, Nahar flourished. He had a fantastic game. I think the stats from who scored and the other uh, aggregators have you know borne that out as well. That Nahar had a great game. Uh, also, a shout out to Kevin Paredes because we can't go a uh, man match second without talking about him. Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up. Maybe if you hadn't actually. <laughs> he's 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 still he's fun to watch. Uh, you know really coming into his own attacking down the side, you know, taking players on. Uh, 
still raw, but uh, you know, love to see him play. But yeah, my man of the match is Andy Nahar. You know, the one honorable mention I'll throw out there, and I'm looking forward to rewatching the entire game, is uh, Mark Ingram, new part <laughs> owner of DC United, who apparently dropped into the broadcast booth last night and was just fire. Uh, I saw <laughs> tweets from a number of our, our listeners that were watching the game at home, couldn't make it out of field last night. And there's one specific clip that we'll, well, I'll retweet from the show kind of here in just a second. If you didn't see it, when... Um, Grigori got his second yellow card. You just hear Mark Ingram, like, it almost sounds like he's in the back of the broadcast booth, like, not terribly close to a mic, and he's just like, bye, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gold. It's, it seems like both Dave and Devin had a great time with him, and, you know, we haven't had a show since Ingram, you know, bought into the team, but came out of left field, and, and the valuation of DC United was to the moon. Uh <laughs> 700 plus million dollars this is huge what are your guys thoughts on that we have no idea what say he bought you know you, you could have some kind of extreme numbers i'm sure that it was uh more than a pocket change for sure but uh it's exciting you know it's you know, a team that's in a good location there are lots of advantages to it you know happy to see that valuation come out there and you know, if we get more entertaining content from uh, Mark, either in the booth or maybe he wants to come over to the sports stand and hang out for a while, uh, <laughs> I'm all for it. We'll have him jump on the show, too. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um, yeah, I think more and more um, across the world, you're you're seeing fans really want their owners engaged um, and at least a little bit care about the team. Um, and it looks like he definitely does. You're right, John. I'm super excited to kind of just listen back to him really watch the game but also really just listen back to him um so it's it's exciting to see that he's super hyped for the team and it doesn't look superficial or just for now and we're never going to see him again um it looks like he's going to be pretty involved roll tide <laughs> <laughs> oh man that the, the, uh, good uh, no, the, no. one of the things i was gonna say we we haven't talked about uh since we had a show was potentially the wildest soccer game I've ever watched, which was the Nations League final between the U.S. and Mexico. Um, no D.C. United players involved in, in that game in particular, but um, that was bananas. It was on far too late, uh, but well worth the, the lack of sleep the next day to, to bring home the arguably the most coveted trophy in the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. oh, wow. John, you have to keep talking. None of us can follow you saying that. <laughs> I mean, what other trophy has been brought out to the stadium via the stanky leg? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a crazy game. That was a really fun one. Um, the shouts to Franklin Hall because I'm sure that they were told that we'd be out far, far earlier than we were. Um, and you know, the atmosphere looked amazing. Um, I talked to some people who were there and they said they um, basically all missed their flights, their, <laughs> their red eye flights. Um, they kind of, I think, went to a bar and immediately rewatched the game because none of them could really believe that that had just happened. Um, That's a three hour game. Yeah. Way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah it was funny seeing the um a friend tweet afterwards um because she didn't watch it live she watched it the next day and she saw the time on the recording and she said this, this can't be real and everyone's oh yeah it's it's uh three hours um so yeah it, it was a fun one it was definitely a, a classic in the making 
Oh, and it's got me excited for Gold Cup. I know the rosters are going to be different, but, uh, you know, Paul mentioned a little bit earlier that, you know, he's one of the guys on the initial roster for the United States. I think BC United had four or five other players on the U.S. roster and maybe another or guy or two out there. Uh, and you know, definitely looks like things are heading up for the U.S. national team, which cannot happen soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing kind of Paul touched about that this is. I think only Paul will will make it out of this group. Maybe maybe Bill will actually get make the final roster. But it's it's good for the players to know that the national team manager is at least watching you, and it gives you a couple like you know, a little bit more to play for, right? If you, if you know that, hey, if I play outstanding the next few games, I could potentially play in a competition for my country. Like that, that's that's not nothing. Um, and so I'm excited. For what this means for for Paul to be back, obviously, and, and Bill to be back, but also uh, the the added attention and, and credit to to Naima and Paredes and uh, man, who's the last one I'm missing? Donnie. Donnie. Yeah. Donnie. Yeah. No, I think for sure the the opportunity for Paul and Bill is big. Um, I I suspect. Oh man, I I I hope for his national team career, Bill makes the the final cut for the gold cup i yeah for a dc united career it'd be nice to have him here but um (laughs) (laughs) it's that that trade-off but um i think paul is is hopefully going to be able to play his way back into the the a team roster and and be involved in world cup qualifying but as you look ahead to world cup qualifying it's gonna be a busy eight months coming up here i mean there's windows with three games which is ridiculous in Um, like five days or something crazy like that it's it's three games very close together and and but not look close together geographically. <laughs> yeah. They're going to fly far as hell. Um, they're going to need a deep pool to get through some of this stuff. You know, it, it, fans of, of you know, that, that follow all the teams in Europe look at this and they're like, oh, come on, you got to go away to El Salvador. Like, they're a terrible team. You'll beat them. No, you won't. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. We can talk more at length, you know, as we get closer about all the craziness that goes into CONCACAF, but I, Bearholder's going to need a deep roster in order to be successful here, and, and I think the Gold Cup's a big opportunity for guys like Paul, and I, I think there's room in that goalkeeper depth chart for, for Bill Hameen. You know, we saw Horvath come in with some heroics after Stefan got hurt. Um, who's number three, and, and why not Bill Hameen? So I, if he's given that opportunity in the Gold Cup, um, there's a lot of national team games this year. So, and like you said, Joshua, for, for Nyman's going to be tough right now. He's also got a weird passport situation, but yeah, just the fact that the managers got eyes on these kids, like they'll get their, they'll get their call up when the time's right, whether that's, you know, gold cup this year or, you know, tune up games in January or, you know, whenever, but it's exciting. And it's exciting to see DC United players in the, in the picture. Yeah, I, I literally just couldn't remember a player that was on a preliminary roster for the U.S. national team on DC United. When was the last time we ever had more than two players? When, when, when was the last time I would ever be able to do that? So it, it's super exciting times for, for DCU players in, in that regard. Definitely looking forward to it. I mean, I'll, I'll watch these kids play all day long, any team. <laughs> so <laughs> any team while they're still also a DC United player, please don't leave us. <laughs> Uh, around the district last night, there were a lot of teams in action. Yep. Um, Loudon, I feel like I say this every year, they lost again to Hartford. <laughs> For whatever reason, they can't beat that team. Uh, 2-1. Wow, oh, man. Loudon remain a lot of fun to watch. And uh, I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to Lucy Russian's interview on Filibuster, but if she talked a little bit about how they are trying to, to push the same sort of vision and style across the organization. And it's not an easy thing to do, but Loudon remain a lot of fun to watch. And 
well, now they've dug themselves a bit of a hole in the stadiums. <laughs> oh man, they are they are fun, and it is it is a, because the the manager didn't change. Uh, Ryan Martin is still there, but he's now trying to implement a completely different play style, uh, and he's got mostly the same players. It's uh, Picheiro is still down there. Uh, he's doing well. I think we might see him bumped up, uh, but de- definitely keep an eye out for Loudon. Yeah, and and if you can go out to a match, <laughs> they're yeah. super fun. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys got made it out recently. Um, good, good trip, good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, uh, it's a lot less intense, but you're also a lot closer to the game. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. Drive, drive out wasn't too bad either. I was shocked we went on a Tuesday, um, and there was not much traffic at all. And so I don't know if that's still a COVID situation, but um, drive wasn't that bad. So don't let that stop you. Got Sager Field blowing up on a Tuesday. The other <laughs> game yesterday was uh, the Spirit getting a draw um, against Kansas City. That was their first trip uh, out there since Kansas City relocated. Uh, oh, sorry, that, that's their upcoming game. Rather, they drew last night one with Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I did. I'll be honest. I did not have a chance to watch any of those highlights. <laughs> <laughs> no, went to, went to sleep with DC United. Woke up with DC United. Um, uh, so I, I haven't either, but just generally, um, that, that team is, is really fun to watch right now. Um, I think their pieces are, are finally coming together. It's been a struggle of some years recently. Um, but we've got some talent, um, Trinity Rodman, obviously everyone's talking about her, but she is so much fun to watch. Scored last night. She is uh, a phenomenal talent. Maybe, maybe one of the most, I don't know. She's also kind of raw. She's a teenager and and in the league for the first time, but uh, has the talent. You can tell. Yeah. Yeah. She is. Yeah. Definitely another kid um, who's going to go far. And another team that's super fun to watch. We went to a spirit game at Audi Field as well. um, And that was super fun. Um, The spirit squadron is such a fun group. (laughs) They're amazing. So I think even if you don't generally sit in the supporters section for DC United games, you know, it's it's a very different feel. Um, So if you're open to kind of standing and chanting, um, it's, yeah, it's just like a completely different, both, both. I love them both, right? I I stand in the section for both, but um, it's a lot of fun. So I'd recommend giving it a shot. Yeah, and upcoming this week, it's uh, another midweeker for for DC United. They play uh, away to Montreal uh, at Fort Lauderdale on uh, <laughs> Wednesday night at 8 p.m. So we'll talk to you guys around eh, 10:15 or so after the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, look forward to breaking that one down. Another potential trip to Montreal foiled for this group, but we'll get there one of these years. Yeah. One day. <laughs> hey, the team's been enjoying their trips to Fort Lauderdale. Uh, yeah. So, so hopefully we can keep that going. Very true. They took the same flight back. With <laughs> it's a little awkward, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Save some money on the combined charter. <laughs> what do we miss, guys? Uh, well, before we wrap up, I want to um, shout out Walt and Rebecca, who are two of our listeners who were at the Screaming Eagles uh, tailgate yesterday and came over and uh, talked to Joshua and I for a little while. Um, they were super fun. I really appreciate the listen. Um, they were telling us that they saw the uh, Miami coaching staff at the wharf getting ice cream and they offered to buy the entire team ice cream <laughs> if that meant that they were going to have, you know, be a little sluggish for the game. Um, <laughs> so appreciate their dedication to really doing whatever it takes to make sure DC United gets those three points. 
Um, but yeah, they're super fun to talk to. Really appreciate them coming up and saying hi. Um, and always appreciate the listen. Yeah, and as we just kind of went through, we were at most of the games, soccer games in the district, and <laughs> we are, we will probably be tailgating at them. Feel free to come up and chat, give us your takes as long as they're you know respectful and fun <laughs> and nice. We're always here for that. And we bought a buttload of stickers last year. <laughs> so if one we can remember to bring them to yes. these events, we will give you stickers. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I also just wanted to shout happy Father's Day. Um, I know some of our, our listeners are our fathers um, or they have fathers, you know, like happy Father's Day to everyone. Um, appreciate those who are um, spending their Father's Day with us this morning or, you know, listening later or listening throughout the week. Um, really appreciate it. And just wanted to reiterate, um, kind of like we said at the beginning of the show, that um, this isn't going to be our, our normal format. We are hoping to go back to immediately after the games. Um, it was just some logistics obviously dc united is opening full capacity right that that was a lot on their plate um but we are hoping to to be in the stadium soon um and coming up next is an away game so our logistics are fine we're just gonna sit down watch the game do a show um but it will be directly after the game again yeah awesome well for michael sam and joshua i'm john thanks for uh hanging out with us this morning or midweek and uh we will talk to you guys on wednesday night as dc united take on Montreal it club de foot, right? I was gonna go into my usual limp act, but uh <laughs> club de foot whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> it's Wednesday night at Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys soon.